Hello and welcome to Theatre Club. This week we have reviews of Present Laughter starring Andrew Scott, which has just opened at the Old Vic. I have a review of The Mother, which is a dance piece starring Natalia Sipova by Arthur Pitter, which was at the South Bank Centre. Is that how you say it? I never knew that. How would you say it? I'd say Osipova. I think it's Osipova. Mm, probably. I thought it sounds right. a lot more Russian. South Bank Centre. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know how to say that. <laughs> Then we've got a review of the outdoor production of Hamlet by Iris Theatre, which was a top tip of Ruby's a couple of weeks ago. And then at the end of the episode, we are going to see Noises Off tonight at the Lyric Hammersmith. Ooh. Um, top tip, Alice obviously isn't here. She's swanning around in the south of France somewhere. Very I hope jealous. she's not burnt to a frazzle. Um, so instead of a top tip, let's kind of do... In your top tip when you did the Iris Theatre's Hamlet, you also mentioned the Young Vic's production of Hamlet starring Kush Jumbo. Yeah, so that um, was my real top tip. And the other one was a sort of add-on because... Hamlet, uh, the Young Vic is not on until next year. Next it's like year. literally a whole year away. But their 2020 season is on sale and we booked four different shows from it. So let's just quickly run through those because yeah. I think the Young Vic is a great one to just book. We got tickets for 15 to £20 for most of the shows because yeah. they just do it in price bands. You don't have to worry about picking your seat. So we booked Hamlet with Kush Jumbo um, for next summer which I'm really looking forward to. There's also a show called Portia Coughlin, and I don't know anything about that one, but it stars an actress called Ruth Negger, who I really like. I love her. Yeah. Yes. So she's going to star in that. I know nothing other than that, but I just want to see her because I think she's a fantastic actress. Um, then we booked something called Orpheus, a house music opera. This sounds so cool. It sounds very cool. I mean, it does sound amazing. It's it? another retelling of the Orpheus myth after um, Hades Town and Mythic, both kind of Greek mythology musicals this sounds like it's going to be a well like it says a house music opera i just love the idea of that yeah so we were kind of sold on that so we booked that that's all i needed to know know. (laughs) and then the other one is called uh nora colon a doll's house which is based on an ibsen play i didn't know anything about ibsen and now i've seen rosmer's home and there's a couple of other Ibsen things. Peter Gint at the National, that's Yeah, Ibsen. that's a famous one, isn't it? And there's one other one coming up somewhere. So yeah, he's really in. So I just thought, yeah, I'll go see another Ibsen. Yeah. And The Young Vic is basically just so good at the moment. So good at the moment. And I love the way that they're taking these, you know, sort of older traditional plays and, t- you know, and when they redo a play at the moment, you know, they, they really well. redo it. You know, Yeah, like it's... their 12th night was really cool. Yeah, I loved it. Um, so I think they're just worth booking for £15. Just book it. I know it's next year, but then you'll have it booked in. You can always try and move your ticket if you suddenly have a clash, but you just work towards it. And I've just got those in my diary now. Yeah. £15 for each show. Yeah. It's so such amazing. good value. Um, all the seats in there are mostly really good. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. have sort of like sightline problems. Um, and it does sell out. Well, when it gets near to it and, you know, Death of a Salesman, which is going to transfer, but it's all sold out. You, you know, you can't really leave it till the point where you're like, unless you want to go and queue for day returns, no. just book them. Also, once it transfers, you know, you're going to be paying Way two, more. three times, maybe more even for a ticket. So, Easily. Yeah. And you want to be one of those people that gets to say, I yes. saw it when it was at yes, the Young Vic. and I saw the Inheritance. Yes. Yeah, we saw the Inheritance years ago before it transferred. Yes, so be one of those annoying people, get the tickets now. Let's move on to our first review, which I really wanted to go and see this, but I couldn't make it. So, Madeline, you're the only one that's seen it, which is the new hot ticket in town, which yeah. is Present Laughter, starring um, Fleabag, Sexy Priest, Andrew Scott. Yeah, he's a yes. hot actor right now. Present Laughter, it's an old, no-coward play. 
Um, it tells a story of an actor who's called Gary Essendine, and he's a bit sort of like out of control, big stage actor, and it's kind of the story of him and his cohorts. He's kind of got like his agent and, you know, the writer that he always works with. And it's kind of, he's preparing to go filming in Africa. Or no, sorry, doing a stage show, sorry, in Africa. And it's kind of the the swirling of his life. What's it like being a big famous stage star? Everyone knows you and mm. here's your life. It's bloody brilliant. So it's Andrew Scott. Okay, shout outs. Let's just talk about him for a second. He is absolutely delicious. When he came on, there were girls in the audience. Like there, was, there was people like... <laughs> Like, like wolf whistles proper really? throughout. Yeah. Like just when he sort of first came on and he looks all gorgeous when he first comes on as well. Yeah. He's luminous. He's absolutely incredible. You're kind of, it's that feeling. It's, it's like when you see All About Eve with Gillian Anderson in it and you're just waiting for her to come back on stage. And that's what it does feel like in this. Mm. Um, it's kind of a farce is how I would describe it. So there's a lot of kind of, then that person turns up and then that person shouldn't be there and then that person's hiding in a room and then someone's phoning a phone and pretending to be da 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 there's lots of kind of silliness but I laughed out loud proper like a good few times and it does that you know I'm not kind of farce isn't really my bag but um it's incredibly funny he's amazing so he's got an agent uh, sorry I shouldn't say a uh, secretary sorry she is and oh god what's her bloody name it's gone up my head but anyway she is played by Sophie Thompson Oh, I like and Sophie I have Thompson. got to like I've just because I've googled her because Emma she's, Thompson's sister, isn't she? Aye, she's Emma Thompson's sister. Yeah. Appearances in Four Weddings and Funeral, Persuasion, Emma, Gosford Park, her, Harry Potter and Deathly um, Hallows. I saw her in Guys and Dolls when it uh, was in Chichester, and then came up to London. She was Miss Adelaide in Guys and Dolls, and she was, was she? really good in that. Great comic, like well, comic actress. She does this. She sort of is putting on this Scottish accent, and she's the kind of. I'm the sort of, you know, Miss Jean Brodie disapproving of you being a naughty oh, right. actor, Gary Essendine sort of thing. And she is hilarious. She okay. she does. She steals scenes from Andrew Scott, you know, yeah. and she kind of think, wow, I didn't think that would happen. Um, it's just brilliant. It's, it's a, a kind of, it's a real romp. It kind of, it's a, like the situation, it's one of those where it's building ridiculous situation upon ridiculous situation and it's getting funnier and funnier and it's just brilliant. The set's amazing. It's just kind of, it's one set all the time, but they do so much with it. And yeah, the audience, people were on their feet. I mean, it was, I it really, was really, really it, it was electric. The atmosphere was brilliant. It, it's one of those places where you're thinking, this is only could be in the old Vic. It was a perfectly sized theatre for it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to see it somewhere as little as Southwark Playhouse. It's, it's no cover. There's sassy dialogue. It felt big and quite it's voluminous. Aye. Yeah. And it needed that, that kind of old Vic setting is just perfect for it. But it's, it's brilliant. It's so funny. It's if you if you have any if you liked Fleabag and you know I mean we've we, I mean we've liked Andrew Scott for a while you know, yeah, when we, we saw, saw him in Hamlet, Hamlet. Um, so good. but as a stage actor like my God this guy's amazing on screen but go and see him on the stage because he's killing it he's absolutely killing it I'm gonna go they are doing um today ticks twenty five pounds um and I've had a cup I looked at it a couple of times it it goes quite quickly it's obviously a very popular show at the moment yeah. but I'm just gonna keep trying because I really really will definitely try and see this keep trying yeah I mean it's it's creative it's got great caution the music's great 
oh, it's it's epic. It's 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 an absolute like I left thinking that is one of the best things I'd ever seen. Like oh, wow. uh, this year, certainly. Yeah. Like it's brilliant. Go and I'm see definitely going to try and go. Um, do you know when it runs until? It's so it a runs long until runs, it? it's on until the 10th of August. Oh, it's not um, that long. And I kind of feel like it was one of those where you think, well, this transfer. But I'd rather it didn't, and it would only be if he went with Mm. it. And I feel like he's Mr. In-Demand-Arama right now. No one's going to touch Andrew Scott's Hollywood knocking on his door. The Old Vic is kind of West End. I know it feels like it's not because it's kind of slightly outside, but it is a West End, and not that many of their things go transfer other than, Mm, say, like Girl from the North Country, Mm. which is coming back. Oh, we Christ. Were, yeah, did we mention that? Maybe not. That's coming back at the end of this year. So to it's the third time. Yeah, it's, and then it's going back to Broadway again. Bloody oh, wow. Man. Yeah, so it's Maybe gone I won't and it's see coming it back. It's, did you not see it? I Garden bloody didn't see it. I know, how oh, okay. it's crazy well, stupid. This Christmas, and then Jan and Febbit's on again. So. That's hot. Interesting. Um, it is boiling today, we should say. We're recording this on that Saturday, if you're listening. You'll know <laughs> the one that's just gone. It's bloody boiling. So I'm going to do a refreshing... Summer cocktail. Yes. Refresh yeah. us, Oscar. Woo. Refresh us. So this cocktail is inspired by the next show I'm going to talk about. Right, cheers. 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 Cheers, guys. Um, so I went to see this dance show called The Mother, which was on at South Bank Centre. It only ran for three days, so it was just a short run. And it starred Natalia Osipova. The Russian ballerina, international superstar, she's currently a principal at the Royal Ballet, and it is directed by Arthur Pitter, who did the Bjork Ballet, which we talked about in the last episode. Yep. And so this piece is like a sort of dance theatre piece, I guess, um, and it's set kind of, it's a Hans Christian Andersen story, but they've kind of loosely set it in a sort of Russian-y setting, mm-hmm. and Natalia Super is Russian, so I've done a, basically a Russian take on a Pim's cup, so... <laughs> Um, I'm going to call it Russian Summer or Mother Russia. Mm, Mother Russia. Mother Russia. Mother Russia. That's what it is, babe. And so basically this is Pims, but instead of adding sort of lemonade like people usually do or soda, we've added a grapefruit soda. So the Sal Pellegrino grapefruit soda, big slice of grapefruit and the little Russian... Edition is some vodka. vodka. Oh, is there? Yeah, there's yeah. some vodka in it. Just no to wonder give it that, I'm already drunk. Yeah. To give it that Russian edge. Can I just say, I always think Pims, I know everyone gets it out when it's summer, but it's just so sweet. But grapefruit really sort of takes the edge totally off it, it, you know, that little bitterness. Aye. And mm-hmm. the vodka as well. It's just, you know, Pims is a bit bit namby-pamby, isn't it, when it comes to... Oh, yeah, is exactly. it high alcohol? Nah. No, that's why you've got to have that. <laughs> that's why you've got to have that's that. That's what I'm saying. That's why you need the vodka. <laughs> Yes. Um, so let me tell you about the mother. Tell it's, me. Um, I've got the programme here. Look at these pics because I'll say, like the Bjork Ballet, it's a Jesus kind of a Christ visual God. affair. And it's based on this Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale, but not like a sort of fairy tale as we know. It's quite dark. Uh, it starts with a mother, Natalia Sipova, with her baby. The baby's very ill. And so death comes to the house, takes the baby, and she basically goes on a quest to retrieve this baby. And in the story, because in the programme it's got the actual original fairy tale, it's very dark. She meets... Um, a rose bush who says I'm freezing in the frost if you hug me I'll tell you the way and so she hugs the thorn tree and her blood is that what the, that picture is yeah all oh, the thorns man. cut her skin and the blood warms the thorn tree and then the thorn tree you know so it's a dark fairy tale to say the least which is obviously why Arthur Pitt has been drawn to it because his work is often quite yeah. dark and like metamorphosis that he did yeah I was just thinking of that which also when you said about 
visually, I mean, visually, that piece was incredible. It was I mean, all kind of like, oh my god, like yeah, that Google just sticks in my mind. With Ed Watson, never forgotten it. So this is very similar. There's a lot of things that stick in your mind. So it's it's very dark. The set was on a big revolve, and it was basically split into three. And so it was one three different rooms, and she kind of walked from room to room and met these different characters. Each one of which is played by dancer Jonathan Goddard, and they have these basically creepy pas de deux together. So the Thorn one was amazing. He's in this sort of dress with a sort of lace face covering and these big secateurs. It's like Fuck. really dark and creepy. And he, yeah, and then she starts, she gets Not covered in blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I was watching it thinking, this is the sort of thing my mum might have taken yeah, us to. Yeah, you think, oh, fairy tale. No interval. Yeah. She would have instantly been like, oh my God, how do we get out of this? This is a... It's so dark. As the kids wail in the, in yeah. the third row. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's just in... It's, oh my God, Han. Sorry, he's yes, just flipped to more pictures in the programme. looking through the programme. Look up the pictures for this production because it's so dark. She's. It looks like an Alexander McQueen fashion yeah. show. I wish I'd known about it, actually, because I love Arthur Pitter stuff. And this, so this has live music by Frank Moon and Dave Price and they're on stage on either side and they play sort of violins, drums. It's basically that sort of mood music, these mm-hmm. eerie percussion and violiny sound and she goes from room to room meeting these different characters and one of them takes her eyes from her so she spends a lot of the show with no eyes and it was brilliant it was just like dark all-encompassing but I will say that it it at one point kind of hit a point of diminishing returns with the story like okay we're going to another room now there's another dark creepy character Mm. they'll have another kind of dark dance together it'll be more eerie music and I kind of felt like let's get there a bit quicker because the story's not going that far it's just a mother looking for her child and it's kind of once you have one too many then they don't start to have as much impact perhaps so and it was an hour and a half and I feel like an hour would have been the perfect length but it built to an epic finale she you know know, she's such a brilliant dancer and she's throwing herself around in this kind of way that looks sort of untrained and untamed and just wild but her, she is quite a wild person, yeah, I think. And but she's her very technique wild. is also obviously absolutely flawless and Impeccable. grounded in classical ballet, which means that when it comes to throwing herself around, she spins around in a way that looks like she's about to smash into something. But because you you know that behind that, it's so, so control. controlled. Yeah. But it, so yeah, it's um, incredible just to watch her. And if it came back, I mean, it's gone now. If it came back, it would be something I would recommend oh, to definitely. people. Yeah. Because... It's just like a vision. Arthur Pitta just creates these worlds and it is something that will stay with you, even though I found it a little bit too long. The moments that worked for me, well, you know, they stay in your brain, yeah. mostly just because it's so goddamn dark and creepy. Yeah. I would definitely go and see it and I definitely think that... And I mean, it was built for her as well. So... I was going to say, yeah, Madeline, if you haven't ever... Have you seen her dance? No, babe, I haven't. You should. I think I for anybody know. that's likes dance or you know even if you just have like the slightest interest in ballet or dance if you ever see her doing something it's really really worth getting Mm -hmm. a ticket for that because she's one of those you know only a few dancers come along in every generation like her and she is really mesmerizing and uh absorbing to watch in the way that she's got to act a bit more in this you know by the end she's like screaming and yeah. You know, it's it's full on and she really got to kind of let loose and that was quite interesting compared to her more classical work, I mm. guess. So yeah, it was a really great show and if it comes back, um, which I'm sure it will at some point in the future, definitely one to check out. Cool. Um, yeah, Arthur Pitters, I've seen two of his shows recently and they've both been really, really memorable. Mm. He's great. 
Okay, so what else are we talking about today? So, you guys top tip, Ruby's top tip, her other Hamlet top tip, oh, which was yes. the Iris Theatre Company. So the Iris Theatre Company was set up in 2007, and they do pieces at the um, St. Paul's Church in Covent Garden. Gorgeous. Which is also known as the Actors' Church, which I read was because that's the first parish that Charles II granted the right for people to put on performances within that parish. Oh, that's and so cool. that's why uh, lovely that church... therapy. Yeah, so it's nice that they do these kind of... Um, promenade productions in the grounds of the church in the middle of Covent Garden. Um, and so this production is of Hamlet, obviously. They've kind of set it in a dystopian kind of future sort of fascist dictatorship, I guess. They've got kind of fascist flags hanging off the church. So it's a promenade performance. Yeah. Um, you get to sit down for most of it, which is nice, but they move you from location to location. But they're all within the same place. All within the church courtyard. Yeah. So you start on the steps of the church when we meet the king and the queen, and then we move to kind of more of the gardeny bit where they've got another little stage built and um, they've got screens around which they kind of use to sort of show almost news footage of... Oh. So it's kind of a moderny setting. And how are they moving you through the promenade? Is there ushers? They sort of... That was the bit that didn't work quite as well yeah. as, say, Julius Caesar. Um, not to start with a negative, but they just basically, at the end of the scene, sort of say, please move to the next yeah. bit. Yeah, and sometimes mm-hmm. I felt, actually, in fact, I was making some notes earlier before we recorded, and I, I wrote down, I think sometimes it felt as if the actors didn't do quite enough to signal when you needed to follow them or sort of get okay. up and go. I yeah. felt like they could have been a bit more definite. And, and did yeah. it not take you out of it? You know what I mean? Like, were you not a bit like, oh, no, I'm walking around? Whereas with Julius Caesar at the Bridge Theatre, the Oscar just referenced, it was it was amazing. Yeah, I, I it remember, was like, amazing. we were moving and, and then you saw amazing. the eyes. You were like, actually, I've walked the whole of this theatre pretty but much. But I guess if you think about that, that's inside a theatre mm, where they've got okay. stage blocks and they've yeah, got, you know, things that will automatically rise and fall Aye. and so they can and you're in a pen whereas this is like you're in a courtyard so how big so the you've audience got, for um, hundred okay. okay um so what's interesting about this production i guess is the kind of anger they've taken on it is the um actor who plays hamlet is um jeanette le lachere le lachere i'd say jeanette le lachere Oui, let's give it a Frenchy vibe. Um, so <laughs> she's a trans actress, um, and so she's playing Hamlet. So when we first meet her, she's presenting as male. They call him my lord. And and when the first characters leave and Hamlet and Horatio are left together, Horatio being the very close friend, yeah. Hamlet takes off his jacket and is in more of like a sort of tank top. And I think he uh, Hamlet lets his hair down. And then yes. you're, you kind of see Horatio then refers to Hamlet as my lady. In that moment, you're like, oh, okay, so Hamlet is kind of... They don't make a... You know, because they don't change any of the text. Yeah. It's just that with Horatio, Hamlet's closest sort of confidant, in this it's more of, I guess, there's definitely a romantic relationship between the two. Oh, yeah, there's the some two. sexual tension there, for Whoa. sure. And Horatio refers to him as a lady. And I thought that actually worked really well. I think it just adds another level to Hamlet yeah. as a character. Because Hamlet really is and... full of... Um, in a turmoil and doesn't feel like he fits in within his family and within his monarchy. Um, yeah. So to have Hamlet be kind of secretly trans, I guess, wow, was actually worked really well. And for me, that was the most like that. That was the best bit about this production. Yeah, I definitely. That was a fantastic I think idea. it makes you know, like any of these things. And when you go and see something like Hamlet, you know, and it's a play that you think, okay, right, I know what that's about. Aye. I've seen that before. Actually, as soon as you have something like that, you kind of you start to look at the play in a different way again and I yeah. think it's really it's mm. always so effective when people do that with Shakespeare plays. The other clever bit was when 
Hamlet um, employs the actors to come and do the play, the actors arrive and rather than being like a troupe of actors, they're kind of like club kids. Oh my God, I would have loved it. Yeah, yeah like... so they kind of come on in glitter and kind of cool and they're all voguing. And yeah. so that worked really well because you're like, oh, this is Hamlet's secret life yeah, in the it was sort like of... Yeah, it was sort of like an underground, so sort of underground like drag, drag ball Ooh, kind of thing. So that worked really well. And when we went inside the church, that's kind of when it got a bit better, I think, because he had sort of a DJ and lights and kind of... Yeah, and the atmosphere once you're inside the building works really well. I guess so my sort of... My kind of overall take on the production was was really, really ambitious and really, you know, there were lots of, like we're saying, kind of interesting ideas and those things, yeah, with the actors' troupe and, you know, and, and they used film quite a lot and, you know, what they tried to do in terms of shifting those characters and stuff was really interesting. But it was kind of... The ambition was great, but it didn't always quite land. It's until 27th of July and tickets are only 20 quid. 20 quid. Wonderful. So it is really fun and especially if you just want something different, yeah. this is a kind of a cool thing to do and it's right in the centre of London and you can, like I said, we, you know, got a drink before, you can drink it as you go around. It's yeah, quite, and know. I actually liked that, you know, you said about whether the promenading and sort of walking around takes you out of it. I actually quite liked it, especially in the context of something like Hamlet, which is such a long play, as we all know, you know, it, it just is. Yes, it's nice And so actually spikes. being able to get up and have a walk around and then sit down in another place was quite nice. And the other thing about that is it means you you get a different view each time. So like some of the times we were like, let's sit at the front. Yeah. Sometimes we sat at the back, you know, mm, and you yeah, can kind good. of be... Yeah. Getting a different perspective on it. Yeah. And in between each bit, we were like, "How are you? what are you thinking? Like, yeah, so it's quite nice, actually. That slightly casual atmosphere is quite nice for a long, long play. Yeah, because much. otherwise you're sat in your seat for, you know, up to three hours. Yum. And that can be quite hard going. Yeah. yeah. So We've got a dash. We've got we a dash. We do have to dash because we're, we're, we're heading to the Lyric Hammersmith, where we will be watching Noises Off. So we've just got back from the Lyric Theatre in Hammersmith. We're back at Ruby's. We're sitting out on the balcony. It's a lovely, warm evening. And she's made us a little charcuterie board. Thanks, Rubes. Yeah. Um, so we went to see Noises Off, which is just open. We, I, th- I think that's a preview. I think the press night is coming up in a few days. Okay. Um, and it's a play from 1982 by Michael Frayn, and it actually premiered at the Lyric Hammersmith. And so they're sort of reviving it, and it's kind of, what? how many years would that be? 30-year anniversary. 40 years. 40 years, bloody hell. So yeah, it's a farce about, um, you know, we see a group of actors putting on a play, a farcical play, one of those kind of slamming in and out of doors kind of thing. And they're not ready. The first act is the tech run and everything basically is going wrong. We find out throughout the first act that these characters are all sort of having personal issues going on, affairs happening, people who are drunk and can't remember their lines, and then we come back after the interval and things just go bad, from bad to worse. We kind of find the play later on in its run, and yeah, it's it's full-on farce. We kind of see it from backstage, so we kind of know the play a bit, and things are just getting increasingly worse as tensions between the actors get worse and worse, and this kind of makes the play basically degenerate even further. And yeah, it's, um, it's basically kind of, you can see why in 1982 it was a huge hit and people loved it because it kind of reminded me a lot of the sitcoms of that time, very faulty towers, slapstick comedy, quite broad. Did we enjoy it, Madeline and Ruby? We hated it. <laughs> hated it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Let's just say it wasn't our thing, 
but for some of the audience, it really was their thing. Their reaction in the room was there was some there was big belly laughs. There was a guy sitting behind Ruby and I that was like on the edge of a coronary. It was unbelievable. There was people there absolutely whooping. If if Faulty Towers, when Manuel and Basil are going through the doors and going back and forth, and you know, and oh, one's there, and where's Manuel and Kit and all that kind of stuff, if you think that's funny or would watch that now and still think it was funny, this plays for you. If you think that. I mean, there were some bits that were choreographed quite well that I did enjoy of them coming in out of the doors, but for me, it isn't my kind of comedy unless it's done so precisely, like, I guess, Present Laughter, which I haven't seen yet. But, exactly. you know, I'm thinking of Communicating Doors that I saw at the Many Air. That had an element of that farce of the kind oh, of... Oh, but that was so much more of an interesting play. Like, this yes. was just... It felt... That's what I mean. I like elements of it if it's done in a certain way, but this way to kind of mass appeal, broad comedy it's, thing just wasn't yeah, for us, Yeah, it's kind it? of more than that. It's like it felt dated in all the wrong ways. Completely. Like, yeah, the, the sexual politics. Yeah. felt really dated so let's say it wasn't for us but if you firstly if you liked the play that goes wrong and found that was funny oh my god you are gonna love this or this carry sh- on or carry on, on films carry on this show is for you if I you're there were a lot of gentlemen of an older age and women of an older age and they were loving it there were some young ones loving it too I have to yeah say. I mean this is a definitely I a style of comedy this, no, this, is, this is a style of comedy that some people really enjoy Noises Off runs at the Lyric Hammersmith until the 27th of July one thing we will say about the Lyric our tickets were £15 so although we haven't enjoyed it it's not That's a huge good. financial loss our seats had brilliant sight lines we're on the end of the row of the stalls perfect view for £15 pounds um you can see that it's a lovely roof terrace exactly so you can see that till the 27th of july and to round up the podcast so we've had some shows that we've loved such as present laughter present laughter you have to just get a ticket get a ticket get a ticket queue do seats whatever you need to do it's fabulous i'm going to do today ticks and that runs until uh beginning of august August at the old vic the mother by uh, arthur pitter obviously has gone now but i would say follow natalia osipova and arthur pitter the choreographer and just see whatever they do because it's always stunning and breathtaking and odd and weird and if the mother comes back definitely see that and Hamlet by the Irish Theatre Company is playing at the St Paul's Church in Covent Garden until the end of July as well Ruby thanks again so much for this lovely charcuterie I'm going to tuck in now that we've finished Um, and until next time please follow us on our Instagram which is at Theatre Club Podcast do leave a comment if there's any shows that you think we should be going to see and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and why not rate and leave a little review for us And until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bye.